Welcome to Season 1, Episode 7. In today's episode of The Beach Life, we're talking about one of the most avoided conversations, but often the biggest stressors in life, and that's money. Where did it all go? Check out this episode to hear more about the conversations we have when it comes to saving and spending. Karen, there's nothing worse than when we get to the end of the month. Because we manage our money pretty well. Yes. There's times where we get off track. Yes, absolutely. And there's nothing worse than when we get to the end of the month and we look at each other and I... Because... The features don't need to hear me use language that might not be Christian, <laughs> but we look at each other and go, where'd all our money go? Uh, yeah. Usually it's um, on the 28th of the month or 27th. Uh, oh, we're on a spending freeze for the it, rest oh, of the month. Yeah. I, I get a text from you or because like this area of our life, like we're... We're, we're disciplined. We, we, we stay on track. We know what we're doing. Yeah. But there's every once in a while where it's just kind of getting crazy or like, yeah. you know what sucks our money away right now other than the economy and inflation and uh, gas? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I hate my life. Um, <laughs> is uh, our kids have friends and they have birthday parties. Yes. And we have friends with birthday parties. Yeah. And we have birthdays. And oh my word, give me a break. I'm not buying birthday presents anymore. I know. So many celebrations. Like why are, why do our kids have so many friends? I don't even know who these kids are. I don't want to <laughs> buy them V-Bucks Berkeley or whatever. Berkeley is in kindergarten this year. She's our five-year-old. And she has already been invited to five different birthday parties. And it is November. I'm exhausted by it. Yes. I am too. So let's talk about money. Let's talk about money. <laughs> this is probably one of the like most. This is spicy. Uh, this, I bet a lot of people will listen to this, but not if a lot of people will want to talk about it uh, afterwards. Uh, um, uh, and it's uh. definitely not a conversation we even love to have with each other because usually it's a, what have you been spending money on? Or uh, I spent too much. Uh, <laughs> and it's the number one stressor. Yeah. But it's not talked about. Mm-hmm. And let's like. You can solve your money issues in, we believe, these three steps. Yep. And they're not because we made them up, not because we're the greatest at this. Sometimes we're the best at budgeting. Sometimes we're not, like whatever. But these three steps will solve your money issues tomorrow, Mm -hmm. like right away. And the first one, out of the gates, let's go, tithe. Tithe, yes. The word tithe. What does the word tithe mean, Kyle? It means give God his glory. You give your glory to yourself all the time and you don't bring the tenth to God and it's exhausting. Yeah. That's Pastor Kyle talking. <laughs> wow. Flip like you, you are spicy very candid. My word. Okay, so let's back this up. Tithe okay. means ten. Ten. Ten percent. So in the Bible. When um, God gave Abraham his, yep. these crops, the the food in which the nation of Israel would feed off of, yep. okay, he gives us the gift of our money. He gives us the opportunities. He gives us the ability to survive in this world with food, with air, all of those things, Let's right? Go. And he says, give 
me the best, the first 10% of what I have given you. And it's not out of the fact that I don't think God, God doesn't need no. the crops back. The, chur- the ch- church didn't make up tithe. God did. Yeah. But what God needs is a submissive heart and an yep. obedient heart that trusts him with what he has given us. It's because we always need to be reminded Who's in charge? Who's in control? It's the same reason why we Sabbath. It's because we need a day to be reminded that God is number one. He's in charge. Yeah. And when we start a month off, start time with tithe, um, with the tithe and 10%, that is where we go. But, 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 always notice buts in the Bible. And when your pastor says, but, but 75 to 90% of church members do not tithe. Yes. In... Um, you know, we're, we're talking from a pastor's point of view here, but, but as a friend, as a listener, um, I think this is much more of a travesty than it is for the financial stability of the church. It's a travesty for your, your relationship with the Lord that, um, when, and, and we can speak from this out, out of actually a lot of our personal experience, not just like pastorally, but like personal, how we've lived that when, you live in this world of fear that you're never going to have enough. You are not able to fully submit yourself to the Lord and to what he has for your life. And so I think this act is really just this practice of submission of hands open saying, God, you have my life. You're in control. Here's the number one thing that I am the most worried about being in control over. And I think that's where our story kind of, you know, comes from. Um, Kyle, you grew up in the church. Big church guy. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you practiced this. Um, I mean, just out of, like out of the gates, we were told we, we would get money, we would um, get birthday stuff, and we would tithe on it. Yeah. Um, and teach when we teach that to our kids now, but like that is something yeah. that we learned at an early age. You got ten dollars, and yep. one dollar went into the the buckets passed yeah, around. Yeah, the offering yeah. plate. Yeah, and and I grew up in a church where I was also told the value of offerings, of mm-hmm. giving back to the local church. Um, but it definitely wasn't a practice that I was extremely familiar with. Whether or not my parents did it or not, I just didn't really know. It wasn't. Oh, oh, could you go as far as saying it wasn't talked about? It probably. Yeah, it wasn't talked about. It wasn't. Um, um, and, and this, that, or the other, it, it either was or wasn't, I didn't learn it. I think that <laughs> is, that is the, the, the button on the head is it's not, ta- it's just not talked about enough. Yeah. Whether, whether your parents did or not, cause they're phenomenal people yes. and, and like, um, love God and go to church and we do actually know they tithe now. So yes, absolutely. Um, we've talked yes. about it now, but yeah. growing up in, in money oftentimes just doesn't get talked about right it's kind of like voting right oh my you, gosh yeah. you know your parents vote but they won't tell you what who they vote maybe they do actually, my, uh, my actually, parents didn't. i kind of wish that we went back to not knowing who people voted for <laughs> i know exactly who people vote for yeah because you're a nightmare on Facebook. i know i know but let's let's go back to let's this go back so to money. <laughs> so um we got married and you had you'd tithe your whole life yep. um and and i just never got into that practice the whole, one of the hard things is, is i never had a real job mm. I literally never real had good, an income. Real good point. Real good point. Um, and so when we got married, 
we were very poor. We were, I was still in college and we were living in the college housing on, um, a college married housing on my college campus. 490 square feet. 492 square feet apartment in downtown Portland. Um, and we had bills for the first time. We had rent. We had my, you know, we had um, a car payment, car payment. Yeah. We got a car. And we spent um, like eight grand on that car, so calm down. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a lot of money. It was for a lot us of money then, but like, let's not let's not car payment, car payment, people. Okay, so anyway, you got you had a job, you had an income, yeah. and I was the person who paid the bills. Yep. Um, I'm just the one who kind of takes care of You're those things. You're the details person. I'm the details person. I I actually recognize when bills come in the mail <laughs> <laughs> and when to pay them and whatnot. And so I would can I I just started paying the bills when I would get the bills. And, you know, the more the rent when I get the rent and all those different things. And it was just this kind of like um, rat race, essentially, of trying to keep up with a bill and getting the check in the mail Uh and paying it off and not actually looking at our finances and being intentional about Um, knowing when things are coming through or whatnot. And it's just kind of like this hoping and (laughs) praying kind of thing. You're 21 at this point. 21. And I did not tithe. Now, granted, we didn't actually have a home church at the we time. Were, we, it, we took us years to actually find a home church at It that took time. us a long time, but despite that fact, we still should have been tithing just wherever we were at because it, it's not about where you... I mean, it is about where you're tithing. You want to be tithing to yes. the place where you're growing um, and supporting that home church. But um, but we still should have been tithing out of our obedience yes. to, the, to God. And so anyway, we weren't tithing. And I... We... But I was always stressed about money. Yep. Constantly. Yep. It was our biggest fight. Like anytime you'd spend like $4 on a Starbucks drink, which is now $8 on a uh, Starbucks, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. $4 on a Starbucks drink. I'd be like mad at you uh-huh. looking at our bank account. Just like, why'd you spend this money? Why'd you spend this? Why'd you spend that? And then I'd go and like buy something myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like so so frustrated and so angry and um i think when when we when we looked into stepping into ministry roles we had to reevaluate yep what we had to have an honest conversation we had to have an honest conversation and i had to have an honest conversation with you that i was not tithing yep and that was actually kind of a surprise to you I was like excuse me but yeah. it was, it, but also I wasn't leading the household spiritually, and like we, uh, we had talked about it, but it was also a hidden thing. But it also was like I thought we were, but I also at the same time kind of knew we weren't. Yeah, like we, it, it was a struggle for us. It absolutely was. It, it was just, it was just fear. It, it was one hundred percent fear. And when we stepped out on a limb and said, "Okay, hey God, um, we're we're actually doing pretty good financially uh-huh. here in Portland." But we've been called into ministry, yep. and so we took a job for a half the pay cut, half yeah, the pay. half the pay, um, and decided to uproot our lives. We also, at that point, were like, "Okay, we are fully submitting to God," and, and we tithe. started tithing, and that and that was it. Like, yep. there really hasn't been any conversation afterwards that we've had any like hard months nope. or anything. Nope. Um, what we decided is we were going to do what it, it, biblically sound um, Proverbs 3 9 says honor the Lord with your wealth with the first fruits of all your crops and the first fruits means that first 10% when you get paid that first 10% goes directly to the church and so three steps to be able to solve your money problems today 
first one is you've got a tithe and and let's also let, let's be clear when we say tithe tithe is to the church tithe isn't to um pair organizations. pair organizations like we love and can name so many different pair yeah. organizations that we support that we love but that's above and beyond tithes and offerings that's beyond that moment mm-hmm. and so we start 10 percent to the local church not to pair organizations and it's beyond that 10 percent. that's where we do reach out to those places but we also have to remember um this is a a principle that we learn also in the Old Testament, yeah. but it falls into a practice that we have for today. There's other biblical principles that we see in the Old Testament that we also yeah. want to make sure that like we abide by today. And so point being is tithe is represented today. It is a matter of your heart, though. Mm-hmm. And so you could tithe 1%, 10%, 45%. But most importantly, it's your heart issue. And I promise you, if you're tithing 1% and you know it, it's a heart issue. Yeah. It's not a financial issue. It's a heart issue. You'll mm-hmm. never be ready. You'll never be fully ready. You'll never be rich enough. You'll never be prepared enough. You'll always have too many bills to begin to tithe. Yeah. So our advice is to start with tithe. And the second thing that you have to do out of the gates, number one, tithe. Number two is you got to be honest. Yep. Yeah. You got to be honest. And there's two ways that, that you have to be honest. You have to be honest with yourself. Yep. And you have to be honest with others, especially if you are in you're married, a, a marriage relationship, um, roommates, whatever. Dating, yeah. Dating, you got to be honest. You have to be honest. But the first one, being honest with yourself, I think is something that we, especially, man, through COVID, um, through uh, the pain that we really went through I think a lot of us kind of began to lie to ourselves about what we needed (laughs) wants became needs in our eyes and we um we decided that our our eyes were going to be bigger than our stomachs what we could handle and um I think a lot of us got into a lot of debt during this the last couple years oh man and um, when we're not honest with ourselves, when you go into debt, essentially you're attempting to live a lifestyle that you can't sustain. You know, you know the stat is Americans, call in car payments alone. What is it? It's between six and nine hundred dollars a household. That's crazy. Like, what kind of job do you have? And regardless if you have it or not, the 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 biggest thing that we want to be talking about is you got to be honest. Means like. You, you've you've got to begin to like know exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many? Uh, I'll never forget sitting with a young person one day and asking about finances, and they're breaking down. And we're talking about it and trying to have an honest conversation. And I go, okay, let's open up your bank account. And they said no. Mm. And I said, tell me more. They said, I don't like to. It gives me too too much anxiety. Jeez. And I go. Um, well, it's giving me too much anxiety <laughs> that you don't know what's in your bank account. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are we talking about? What are we doing here? And I think people would rather avoid yes. than actually um, create and develop d- clear direction. And we've got to be honest with where we are with our car payments, with our house payments, with our rent, credit with our card. Starbucks, with our credit card, mm-hmm. with our, you know, there's all these different bills that are mounting. And if we don't have that honesty and that transparency and that realistic, you've got to know what, how much you make. Absolutely. Uh, that whole adage, like what I don't know, can't hurt me. Like that's the opposite <laughs> of truth in this situation that you need to know exactly where your money is going. Like 
So get out of debt. Yeah. Like sell stuff, get out of debt, make sure that that happens because like don't get into debt that you don't need. It, it's it's incredible to me how much people will go out of their way to impress people with mm-hmm. clothing or with items or with cars, probably the number one area mm-hmm. with cars to impress people they'll never meet. Yeah. It's one thing to have a reliable vehicle. Yeah. It's another thing to be in debt just because you want to impress people that are around you. And that's the rat race of keeping up with the Joneses. It's not a new feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And and we'll be transparent here ourselves. Like we have a house payment, yeah. like the house, house debt is good debt because mm-hmm. it's a, it's an investment. It's an investment for life. Like for we future. love Dave Ramsey, but we don't uh, agree with everything he says. Well, actually on Dave Ramsey's baby steps, he says that house debt yeah, is he, a good he debt. He does say that. Um, but the... And, and we have had credit card debt before. Yes, we have. Um, we've had car payment debt before. Uh-huh. But what we have learned through some of the ups and downs of that, but, but mostly with the values that we've had, is that um, there is good debt in... Um, we were able to buy a house because we had debt, uh-huh. um, because we had paid off debt. Yeah. Um, what's that called? Credit scores. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's cr- a credit score. It helps score. your credit scores and it's- stuff. But... Um, but I think being realistic about the amount of debt that you can withstand and pay off, uh-huh. we've always tried to put something on like a credit card that we know that we're going to be able to pay off in the next month. And yeah, you got to pay it off that month or maybe even the following month. But you got, but the, there that's, has to be a plan. That, that's what that's actually what we're talking about. Right. That realistic version of it, not just racking it up and racking it up and racking it up. Mm-hmm. And like, so don't go into debt that you can't handle. And also when we put it on a credit card, we take points. And so blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of pretty amazing. That's another Go, go to much smarter people when it comes to that. But we want to give you three steps yeah. on how to manage and how to not be stressed out about Speaking your finances. Being a much smarter person um, when it comes to these things, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. If you have not heard of Dave, Ra- Dave Ramsey, you need to go check him out right now. Check out his podcast. Um, he has a list of seven baby steps, baby steps yep. for people to get out of debt and to have a financial plan. And I love all of his baby steps, but we've always kind of lived by the adage of just not being in debt. Not being in debt. I mean, when we... Can- and we're talking about like we like we have some credit card debt. We're talking like a handful of hundreds of dollars, yeah. not thousands and thousands of dollars. And so like that's the way we've always done it. And and so we want you to be able to grab these kinds of plans to be able to take Financial Peace University, mm-hmm. those types of things. What we're going to get in that second. So first one, to be able to manage your finances today, get out of debt, do all these types of things. First one, tithe. Mm-hmm. Give God the glory. Put it in his house first be the most important thing you do. Second thing, you got to be honest, realistic. How much money do you make? What kind of what what kind of debt are you in? What what does college look like? All those types of things like let's do that. The third thing is this. You have to have a plan. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll lay it out this way. Luke chapter 14 verse 28. Jesus is talking about like counting the cost of following him. And so it's just coming off the tails of that and he says this line and it's brilliant. He says, "But don't begin until you count the cost. Okay, this is talking about following him, but let's add it to our finances because the first thing we do is we give him our finances in 10% so that it works. For who would begin construction on a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? That's so good. My word. So one, he's putting this in following him. So he's starting off with the tithe Mm -hmm. and he's saying like, who in their right mind is going to start 
you know, building a house and not calculate how much it's going to cost. Yeah. Like no one would do that. No contract. Well, hopefully no contract would do that. So then why do we do that all the time? Let's get a plan out to get out of debt, to get our money in order, to relieve that stress from our lives. Yeah. The first thing is that you you have to look at what costs what. Man. Look at what you pay every month. Look at what your bills are. Put them in categories. Mm-hmm. Find an Excel sheet. We recommend every dollar from Dave Ramsey. Yeah, so we, we would say um, uh, Financial Peace University. Mm-hmm. You can go to their website. You can sign up for it. It's $100. One-time fee, A right? one-time fee, $100. Mm-hmm. They're going to send you the book as well. Or is it once a year? Uh, You know what? It's once a year. You're totally right. Thank you for saying that. It's once a year. You get the app, all their other resources. They Mm -hmm. send you the Financial Peace University book. You can sit down and in seven or eight sessions, graduate from Financial Peace University, begin to snowball your debt. Now, some people disagree with um, some of Dave Ramsey's methods and whatever. Um, Here's the other thing. We don't. Uh, we, we may not love all of them, but like we love the idea of you being debt free yeah. and being transparent in your yeah. finances and going somewhere. Yeah. Having a plan. Have, have a plan. Yeah. Please. Yeah. So the every dollar app, it connects with your bank account, um, but you don't have to do it in this way. You can actually just go to your bank account, yeah. look at what your bills are and get an Excel sheet and identify, okay, what comes out every month that I can't avoid like bills and those things, what are expendable or in kind of like, what are things that are not necessarily necessary? Okay. Who, who's better at that than in our relationship, Kara, when it comes to the every dollar app? Uh, you are. Thank you very much. I mm-hmm. set you up for that one. Yeah. The, who's better at looking at our bank account you're regularly? The one that you, you look at it, you pay our bills. I manage that. It helps that because that's more my personality that helps me. The other side really helps you. Yeah. But most importantly, we have a plan. We know what role each of us play in this. Yeah. And you know what? There's no good time to do this. I remember one time in the last handful of years, I was telling someone this the other day because I was teaching them every dollar matters and how to manage their finances. And they're like, when did you and your wife sit down and do this? This sounds like it would take us forever. I go, you know when we did this? We did it on vacation. Kara surprised me on a trip to San Francisco for my birthday. And we took (laughs) half a day in San Francisco on my birthday weekend to organize and manage our finances. What a bunch (laughs) of weirdos. But you know what we have? Very little debt. And a plan. Yeah. So suck it up and start paying attention to the things we're saying. <laughs> it's it's just, it's the hood of the car that you need to look under. Oh my gosh. When we when we avoid, when we, when we don't actually know, when we don't actually have a plan, nothing is going to get better. And so we've got to like open up the hood. We've got to start checking the oil, yep. those kinds yep. of things. See where our money's actually going. Because I think what's the, one of the biggest travesties right now are subscriptions. Uh-huh. Um, oh my gosh. All of these, everything's $10. Everything's $10. Everything's these low amount of subscriptions, mm-hmm. subscription boxes, um, TV subscriptions. Yep. You end up with three channels, now four channels, you know, Netflix, Hulu, all of these things add up. And we just don't realize how fast our money is heading out the door. And then add inflation, add all of these other costs. Um, I mean, just this, yes, yesterday, today, we're at my son, our son's, my son, sorry, um, <laughs> our son's basketball tournament, and there's entry costs, you know, for us to all go and watch him play basketball. And these are just things that add up that we 10 bucks, 20 bucks. didn't necessarily prepare for, that wasn't a part of our budget. 
But if we don't actually have a plan for the rest of our finances, we're going to be scrambling. And and here, here's why we're so passionate about it. What, two, two reasons. Um, one, we know what it's like to be stressed out yeah. and not managing our, t- our, our, our finances. Two, we're pastors. Mm-hmm. And these stats are 100% correct. Is that 75 to 90% of the church members do not tithe. Mm-hmm. That means churches who are around Thanksgiving time or Christmas time trying to help people. That means um, churches who are trying to have regular um, uh, monthly missions outreaches and things like that aren't, aren't able to the degree that the Bible tells us to be a storehouse. And so we're, we're, we're lacking opportunity and it's because people who follow Jesus, it's incredible how we'll trust him with our eternity, but we won't trust him with our tithe on our finances to today. And so as pastors, we're over here like the freedom you could experience if you would begin to tithe is unbelievable yeah. and it would solve so much of your stress. You know what you won't have when you tithe? More money. <laughs> you, you won't have more more sources and more income, but you will have a peace mm-hmm. that here is what I always say. God's really bad at math. Mm-hmm. Somehow things begin to work out in ways that you never thought that they would before and we just want to encourage you three ways to get out of debt three ways to or not get out of debt three ways (laughs) to like manage your finances and relieve that stress in your life today first one tithe Mm -hmm. second one be honest Mm -hmm. the third one have a plan amen thanks for joining us on today's episode of the beach life Make sure you follow us on Instagram to see how we live our best life on purpose. DM us to let us know how we can help you live yours. Finally, make sure to share this episode with your community however you connect with others. Whether it's through posting on social media or sending a text, don't keep this conversation to yourself. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe so you can join us next time on The Beach Life.